today is about how can we get out of the drama of shame because shame is when we really think about it probably one of the most draining emotions uh, David Hawkins in Power Versus Force said that shame has the lowest vibration with also guilt. So it's kind of something you would say, why do we even entertain shame? Why does it even show up? And if it's so destructive, why has it stayed throughout evolution? And that's something we really have to understand. Emotions are not bad per se. They are not anything that, you know, is useless or we have to avoid. But we have to understand that emotions want our attention, but not an attention in, oh my God, I'm freaking out because I have this emotion, but an attention which ultimately says, okay, I see you, I listen, I understand there is something you need from me, something that confuses you, something that needs answers. And that is also true with shame. And someone wrote that shame also makes us be caught up in the story, in our own story. And this is certainly true for other emotions as well. But let's talk about shame. So I think one of the first times I encountered shame was probably when I was little and people made fun of my height and called me Eiffel Tower. Uh, they made fun of my name in school, calling me war or woman of war because Friedman means man of peace. So that was pretty funny looking back. And they did a collection later on for uh, a nose job because they felt my nose was just really too tough to, to look at every day. So they put some money together for me to get some plastic surgery, all in good fun. But of course, I felt very much ashamed. And I didn't really know how to get out of that shame. And so when you think about shame, how often is shame imposed onto you by others? How often is it a remark? I remember a friend of mine who really had a, a bad day. Uh, she commented on me being very friendly to the waitstaff in a restaurant that I'm subservient. Well, you know, that also made me feel really ashamed. Oh my God, I'm subservient, that doesn't sound good. But it was just her opinion. Doesn't mean that it was true. But how often does that happen? That other people's actions, remarks, criticisms make us feel embarrassed about ourselves. So the power goes to their perspective. The power goes to their opinions. and and we are diminishing ourselves because we are believing more in what they say than we are believing in ourselves. Why? Because often we don't dare to have a great opinion about ourselves. We don't dare to build self-esteem because we are told over and over again, don't feel too good about yourself, that's arrogant, or you know, that uh, just having a sense of being good may make you think you're better than others. And, and that's certainly not desirable. So even from that perspective early on, we are more told to be humble and to, you know, put our light somewhere hidden under the chair 
than really stepping up and saying, yeah, I know myself, I like myself, I'm happy with who I am. So the, the re rejections or comments of others naturally have fertile ground when we don't really have this foundation of confidence and self-esteem. But there is also something else going on with shame, which is the control. When you think about how shame is used to control you, this can be in a relationship where maybe these, you know, uh, backhanded comments make you feel ashamed because your partner wants to control you, wants to make sure that you're doing whatever they want you to do. I mean, I know from clients that tell me that they're uh, emotionally abusive partner always put them down because this way they felt, well, you never leave me if you are feeling small and powerless. It can also happen that you feel ashamed because of your boss putting you down and giving you the sense that you haven't done something right and that you're not measuring up to expectations. I mean, lots of people that work in big corporations that have these, you know, annual or biannual reviews feel incredibly ashamed afterwards what they're hearing because they often get also questioned in, you know, not only their abilities, but also in their character. So there is a way to, to also be controlled through shame. And then we are also using shame to control ourselves. And why do we do that? You know, I had client telling me that she felt so ashamed that her ex, they just split up, they just got a divorce, already was dating somebody else, already replaced her. And she felt ashamed because of it. Why? Because the self-imposed shame is something that makes us somehow believe, well, if I gonna feel ashamed about myself, no one really can hurt me because I'm already doing it myself. Shame makes us invisible. Shame makes us contract. It makes us feel like, well, we don't want to make ways. We don't want to really be seen. And so when we are not seen, when we are, you know, out of, of the, the perception of others, naturally a part of us feels safer because we are not the target. We cannot be criticized and rejected. So there is also the self-control, the belief that only when you're small and insecure and to get there, shame helps you, you are safe. So let's make sure that not others hurt you, but that you hurt yourself. And so when we are really feeling shame, what do we do? What do we do with the shame? Is it something that we have to believe in? Is it something that we have to ignore? Is it something that we actually can use, ideally, as leverage for personal growth? And that's what I would like to talk about today. Use your shame as a powerful force. It's really powerful, right? I mean, it's not something that you can easily ignore. It's not like being bored or a little peeved. I mean, it's something that really gets you. How can we take power from that energy rather than feeling like it's draining us it's eating up our mind it's it's uh, closing our hearts it's uh, you know chewing up our soul how can we make sure that shame is actually used in a much more productive way and the first thing i want to 
suggest to you is that you are getting out of people's mind. And that basically means instead of really seeing yourself through other people's eyes, really go back inside of yourself and ask yourself, what do I think about this? When I ask myself, what do I think about my nose? Well, I didn't really get a good answer first, but then I asked my girlfriend and she said, that's one of your best features. Well, go figure. But it certainly helped me to no longer believe in this uh, collection of people that were you know, amassing money for me to get a nose job. Or when I thought about when this friend criticized me for being friendly, I thought about, well, what is it really what I believe? Do I believe that being friendly to a wage staff is just a part of my value system or do I believe it's really subservient? And then I came to the conclusion, I actually believe that's the right thing to do because I have been a waiter, I was doing this job, I know it's really hard and it's really nicely rewarding, not only when you get a tip, but when you actually have friendly customers who appreciate and just don't only ignore your services. So asking yourself about your own opinion is step number one. Make up your mind about what you believe and don't just blindly believe in others. And then ask yourself, do you really know if these people see you correctly? Or are they perceiving you through their own filters? You know this perception is projection paradigm. You may have heard about it. And the idea is simply that we are not able to see correctly others simply because we are too much distorted in our own views, through our own beliefs, our own stories, our own moods, our own thoughts. So whatever we see is really just a, a very limited version of reality. So if someone criticizes you for something, usually they criticize you because they are projecting onto you. You know, the person that may make a comment on your weight may have been struggling with their weight themselves or may be really afraid of not being fit and trim or whatever those fears are that then get projected onto you. Sometimes we don't know why and what people project on us, but we can always be sure that it says more about them, whatever they are saying that makes us feel ashamed, than it says about us. And we just have to remember that the only person who can really only accurately judge you is yourself. And for that, it's also good for you to see the shame as a reminder that you may not be clear about who you are. And you may not be really clear about your value system. You may not really know accurately what you believe in. And so just checking in on yourself and saying, what do I stand for? What's really important to me? What, what are the values that I want to uh, subscribe to? And if you want to, I'm happy to send you a, a value exercise. You can just email me at hello at drfriedman.com. I'm happy to share this with you. But it is such an important foundation, fundamental or foundational awareness to know your well values because then you can also know if you're living according to them or not. And if you do something that is something that you believe in, but then someone questions you, 
the moment you know well sorry you can question me but i really believe that this is right i can consider your opinion but i don't have to take it on and shame myself for it in that moment you also know that the shame was simply a reminder and maybe a, a catalyst for you to explore more about yourself and be more curious about yourself and then there is also the shame that comes up when we do something that we actually regret. You know, like, for example, you have a bad day and you feel exhausted. And then, like, you know, one of you says there is anger coming out. Anger, yelling at people because you feel overwhelmed or you feel vulnerable, but you don't really want to show your vulnerability or don't want to even get in touch with your vulnerability. And so then you are coming out with, with some frustration or anger and pushing people away. And then later on, you feel shame about it. Well, what's there to take power from? Well, what's there to take power from is that this is your opportunity to realize that it's time to have compassion for yourself. Because the fact that you're so overwhelmed, the fact that you are not believing that your vulnerability matters or that your needs matter. The fact that you don't trust that others will hold you or understand that what you feel is really their concern and they want to help you and support you in this. The fact that you feel all alone in that means also that you need to open yourself up to have compassion for yourself because that may be a story that you have been living for a long time. When we feel ashamed, it doesn't mean that we have to really only focus on whatever subject makes us feel ashamed. We also have to really focus on that, what ultimately is really the reason why we feel ashamed, which is that we are too hard on ourselves, that we don't have compassion for ourselves, that we are not really feeling that it's okay to make a mistake and it's okay to feel small and it's okay to have maybe also the need for people to take care of us and maybe we are afraid of them not being there for us or afraid of their rejection when we really open up but it's okay to have all of those emotions compassion for ourselves is maybe equally or even more a counter force to shame and then with that compassion comes also self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness is probably one of the, the beautiful healers in our, in our psyche, but we are never using it. I don't know if you would be really honest to yourself if you ever truly forgave yourself. Forgiving others is already difficult, but we can do that because we know sometimes it just... Uh, feels better to let go and forgive and not feel like that the shadow of whatever happened in the past is still making life darker and less enjoyable. But forgiving ourselves, it almost feels like, no, we can't do that. We have to ask somebody else. We have to have a judge, a trial, a jury, and then they can decide. Self-forgiveness, isn't that like automatically letting myself off the hook and that's free-for-all what happens in afterwards no self-forgiveness is really really important because it basically means that you realize that you don't want to get stuck 
in that story of the past. You don't want to just define yourself by whatever mistakes you have made. You don't want to get stuck in the idea that there is something fundamentally wrong with you. Forgiveness means giving away. Giving away the negative energy, including the shame and the guilt that you have been carrying around, that closed you down, made you smaller, and made you afraid of showing up in the world. When you forgive yourself, you're not only doing this for yourself, you're also doing this for others. Because if you don't, you are a diminished version of yourself. And you're not as open, you're not as light, you're not as joyful, you're not as purposeful, you're not as passionate. All the good stuff is not really there because you have still that, that cloak or this armor or this straitjacket of uh, shame and guilt holding you back. And so self-forgiveness is simply setting you free so that you can be of greater service to yourself and also to others. And so shame is an opportunity for you to get into also self-forgiveness, into self-compassion, and eventually maybe into self-love. Because I do feel when we are ashamed, all we need ultimately is a hug. And if we can give this ourselves, that's a wonderful gift that we can do. Because think about anyone that feels ashamed, anyone who feels small, anyone who, you know, opens up and say, oh, it feels so embarrassing, that's terrible. What do you want to do with a person like this? You want to comfort them. You know the pain. You want to alleviate from them. You want to tell them, this is not true. Don't give so much power. You're okay. And that's also something we really have to do and to learn to do for ourselves. So shame is something that is empowering. It is, like any kind of painful emotion, a wake-up call that something inside of us is questioning our worth, questioning ourselves. Something inside of us is confused. Is it okay for me to be me? Is it okay for me to show up? Is it okay for me to do this and that? And shame is just a reminder that there are still some confusions and some doubts about that. And in order for us to be empowered, we have to give answers and we have to resolve those doubts. Now, shame is also important though, to keep us growing and keep us doing the right thing. And I'm saying this because I feel often we see shame as you know something that victimizes us where we ultimately get the message of, well, we should never feel ashamed because you remember, shame is something that is kind of, you know, pushed onto you, done to you, it's diminishing you. But then you think about all the people that seem to be shameless, the people that are shameless liars, the people that take, you know, advantage of others without any shame, the people that are doing any kind of atrocities and and always feel like, you know, they can get away with it. That are justifying their behavior over and over again, their lies, their deceptions as, well, it's for the cause. Or, you know, others are doing it as well. Or I just, you know, feel like that this is getting me where I want to be. And that shamelessness is unfortunately also something that is a form 
can be a form of narcissism, it can be a form of just simple unawareness, it can be a form of the ego having total control and, and being basically all ruling. So we need to also not just let shame be something uncomfortable that we can ignore. We also need to know that shame is a call from the inside, like an inner wisdom that says, You're, you know better than that. You have values, you have beliefs that are in contrary to what you have been doing and how you have been acting. Yes, you got away with it. And yes, maybe you got something from it, but you know, it doesn't feel right. You know, it's not really in alignment with your consciousness. And so that is also important then to see that shame may be the wake up call for you to do the right thing. I had a client who has been living in shame for a long time because he has been forced by his work to do some shady business dealings that he knew wasn't really what he believed in, but he didn't want to lose his job. And so he just kept on doing these things that in the end he knew wasn't right. And from shame also came anxiety and from anxiety came panic attacks. And then finally he reached out and he realized, no, this is actually not my boss or this this job that I can blame. I need to blame myself because I was not listening to that inner call of shame that said, this is not it. You need to just trust that letting go will get you further than holding on to something and more and more devaluing your inner morals and beliefs. And once he did realize I need to make a cut, I need to forgive myself, I need to put this right, I need to learn from this mistake and, and honor my, my inner uh, system of values and, uh, and beliefs, all that anxiety and all that shame disappeared. So there is a good reason for us. And it's, it's not necessarily the shame that is maybe pushed upon us by society. You know, what does it mean to be a good citizen? It's more something deeper than that. Maybe it's a consciousness of doing good in the world, of treating people as equals, of not just being selfish and taking, taking, but really also knowing that we have to be mindful around the balance and giving and treating people in the way we want to be treated. So these are kind of general ways I think we are wired as human beings that show up when we don't follow them as shame. Even rats have these emotions of what is right. Even rats have compassion. There is a study that showed that when rats were uh, seeing one of their fellow rats drowning and at the same time in front of them, they had a piece of chocolate. They were much more likely going to help their fellow rodent drowning than eating the chocolate. And if they had an experience of drowning themselves before, they were even faster going to the rescue. So maybe it's that all life forms have that sense of what is right and wrong. And if we are ignoring it, shame and guilt brings us back to, okay, you have a choice to make. You have free will, you can do whatever you want, but it will not feel good. So also in that regard, honor shame as a way for you to 
get connected and reconnected with your goodness, reconnected with your light. And then you certainly will use shame no longer as some useless uh, emotion that you just want to suppress, but something that actually is helpful. So just to summarize, remember, perception is projection. Whatever people are seeing in you says more about them because they look through their own filters than it says anything about yourself. Learn to have, when you feel shame, an inner inventory and ask yourself, is whatever I have been feeling shameful about really my story or is it just a lie that I have been told, a projection that has been made? What are, what are my beliefs? What are my values? What do I stand for? And then learn to forgive yourself, have compassion for yourself, build your awareness of yourself and hold on to that and realize you don't have to be invisible. You don't have to put the invisibility cloak of shame on yourself to be safe. You can simply use the shame you felt to enhance and build on this relationship with yourself. And then also realize that you can have much more compassion and empathy for others that may still feel trapped in that shame. And if you ever do something that you know you should not, and you still do it and the shame comes up, greet it as a little friend and say, thank you for reminding me that I'm better than that and that I can do better than that. <laughs>